0: Tonight is study number nine of Genesis chapter eleven. We're going to begin by reading verse twenty-three. And Serug lived after he begat Nahor two hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And Nahor lived nine and twenty years and begat Terah. And Nahor lived after he begat Terah a hundred and nineteen years and begat sons and daughters. And Terah lived. 70 years and begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And I'll stop reading there. Now, in our last study, we were following the biblical calendar of history as it picked up once again after the flood, starting with Shem. And we've uh, counted down from the point of two years after the flood, 4988 BC, all the way down to the birth of Nahur, which was 2445 BC, and then his death as he lived, it said 29 years and then begat Terra, then lived another 119 years and we've learned to add the two time references together and we get 148 years. So 148 years from 2445 BC is 22. 97 BC, and in that year Nahor died, and Terah was born. Terah, we're told, lived 70 years, and we get Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Now, uh, as we began to discuss in our last study, God has been primarily using Bible Calendar Reference Patriarchs um, from Adam and um, an immediate son thereon. um, The Lord began using the end-to-end methodology that we find in this calendar. The year one, Biblical Calendar Reference Patriarch died that same year. The next Biblical Calendar Reference Patriarch was born. And so the death of one was the birth year of the other, and that way it was very consistent calendar. And primarily God was dealing with individuals, and we were just getting little tidbits, little sentences about uh, an individual, uh, perhaps like Enoch, and, and just a couple of verses to describe his whole life. Until we reach Noah, and then the Lord went into much greater detail concerning the life of Noah and the flood. And it's after the flood that we return to, again, individual calendar reference patriarchs and just uh, minor information uh, about them. When God spoke of them at all, like Peleg, we were just told, In the days of Peleg, the earth was divided. Um, Just a sentence, a small sentence. In the days of Peleg, the earth was divided, but uh, really, uh, there was uh, an enormous teaching involved with that one single verse. And primarily, that's what God did all the way down until now we're reaching Terah and his three sons, Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And now the Lord's going to make a detour once again away from the typical biblical calendar reference patriarch and more into the personal history of a family line beginning with Abraham, or Abram as he's first known. From this point on, actually, we're going to follow Abram and Israel all the way down through the Judges, through the King's period, and really all the way down to the birth of Christ. All right, just one more thing before we moved on about Terah's birth date. And I think I also mentioned this in the last study. The year 2297 B.C. is a very um, significant year. In regards to a time path, um, if you were to go 2297 B.C. to 2033 A.D., and as we've discussed previously, 2033 is coming up repeatedly. There is mounting biblical evidence for that year as uh, a possible date for the end of the world. And uh, the the way we uh, do a time path is you take the date, the historical event or, or birth date or death date, or maybe a date God just emphasizes by giving an individual's age at a certain time. And because we know the biblical calendar of history— We know the year that it occurred, oftentimes. In this case, we know Terra was born in 2297. So we add 2297 plus 2033. And um, that gives us the total of 4,330. We then minus one because there's no year zero. And that uh function or or when adding the Old Testament to New Testament and wanting an actual number of years uh anyone would do uh, the secular individuals do that too. I remember back in twenty twelve when they were discussing the Mayan calendar date and seeing that secular um interested parties were also minusing one because. It's the only way to get an accurate date due to the fact that our calendar has no year zero. And so when we do that, we, we get the number 4329. Now, let me just mention this. I don't think I've ever mentioned how we go about breaking a number down. And we have the number now, the actual number of years from the date we're interested in to another date we're interested in. and and curious about 2033 because other time paths have pointed to that date. Uh, for instance, from the time Christ went to the cross in 33 AD to 2033, it's an even 2000 years. And that's a very strong time path all by itself uh, for no other reason. If there was no other evidence, we, we would have to carefully consider 2033 based on that alone. But there is many other um, time past pointing to that date. And, and so we have this number of years from something God is speaking of in the Bible, an, an event that he is discussing. And by the way, concerning this uh, birth year of Terah and, and concerning what we're going to read about him and his three sons, and their movements from Ur of the Chaldees to Haran, and then uh, Abram's movement into the land of Canaan, along with Lot, were going to find a spiritual picture that does relate to the end of time, or to the end of the world. And uh, I would refer anyone who has access to Mr. Camping's book that he wrote back in 1994 called Are You Ready? And in that book, he went into considerable detail laying out the time path or, or, um, the, the, um, historical information we have here concerning terror and his sons and, 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 and the three sons and, and the spiritual significance of of their movements or lack of movements. And we're not going to get into that yet because uh, it's not until actually we reach chapter 12 that um, there there's been uh, enough happening uh, or history has played out to uh you know sufficiently to a degree that we we can then we wouldn't have to skip ahead uh, which we would have to do now in order to discuss it but uh, just to point out that terra is an important figure he's an important character in biblical history and so are his three sons and of course we know that of abram but but the other two also have um a, a spiritual role that they play. And so when we find that from Tara's birthday, 2297, we get this number 4329, and then we go about breaking it down. Now, since it's an odd number, it, it, if it were 4330, that would be calendar years, and we would start with that. And try to break that down, but but uh, I didn't find anything breaking the number of calendar years, 4330, down. But I, I did find something significant breaking down the number of actual years, once we one. So, um, uh, again, how does an individual, and of course, uh, breaking down a number is part of Bible study. and And so we should know how to do it. How does an individual know how to break down a number when they have a, a whole number like 4330 or 4329? Well, number one, you need a calculator and then what you can do, let's work with the odd number of 4329. We're, we're interested in certain biblical numbers like the number three, seven, 11, 13, 17, 23, 37, 41, 43, and even numbers like 127, 153, and things like that. But we're interested in these numbers, 40, the number 10, uh, for even, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12. Uh, so they all have some spiritual significance. But we know with an odd number, 43, 29, we're going to start with a, an odd biblical number. And I always start with the number 3. And you divide 4329 by 3. Does it divide? Yes. And not only that, but in this case, you can divide it again. So, as you have 4329, divide by 3, it breaks down to another odd number. Then you divide again by 3, and it divides again. So, 3 times 3 is built in to this number. Well, then you go to the number 7. It it, it doesn't divide by 3 again, and and I would try it a third time, but it it doesn't. So you go to the next number, and and actually, let let me pull out a calculator and and do this. Um, I was just speaking from memory. Okay, 4329 divided by 3 gives you 1443, divided by 3, gives you 481. Now I'm going to try it again. Divided by 3, no, it didn't work. It it gave me 160.33333. So it didn't come out to an a full number. So I go back to 481, and I try by 7. And again, it doesn't break down. So I go back 481 divide by 11. No, that didn't work either. Then I go back 481 divide by 13, the next odd number. Oh, that worked. That worked. So 13 is in and then it gives me the number 37. And, 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 and so that would be the breakdown of the number. You go three times three times 13, times 37, 43, 29. And th- that's how the number breaks down. And every one of those numbers is biblically significant. Actually, extremely so. In this case, number three, purpose. It's doubled, so there's added emphasis. Three times three. Number 13, end of the world. Uh, actually, the, the Bible indicates the world will continue 13,000 years or, or then the end would come, and the end stage of Earth's history started in the year 1988, was the beginning of the Great Tribulation, and, and then there's some years tacked on. So, we, we have God's purpose stressed, emphasized, for the end of the world and then the number 37, judgment. And of course, there's judgment at the end of the world. Now, again, we're not going to, um, get into the details. Anyone that has Mr. Camping's, um, book, are you ready? Can search and, and look it up. But we're, we're going to hold off on, on getting into the specifics. Uh, Because there's still, uh, much more here in Genesis 11 and we actually have to go into Genesis chapter 12. And I'd rather not jump that far ahead and then try to come back to chapter 11. So we'll, we'll just keep this in mind. This is a very strong time path to 2033. Three times three times 13 times 37. And it's a very significant character. In God's overall program. Okay, let's go on and read from verse 27 of Genesis 11. Now, these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran begat Lot. And Haran died before his father Terah in the land of his nativity in Ur of the Chaldees. And Abram and Nahor. Took them wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah, and the father of Iscah. But Sarai was barren, she had no child. And Terah took Abram his son, and Lot the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarai his daughter in law, his son Abram's wife, and they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. And they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran. And that concludes chapter 11. Now, um, we've already seen that Terah was begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And it is because of additional information that, that God did not give, uh, for instance, with a, uh, a, a, a great many of the Bible calendar reference patriarchs when, when he said that they begat so and so, we understood it that that was not an immediate son. However, with Terah, it, it since god is transitioning out of um the 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 format and and of using these calendar reference patriarchs and he's going to uh uh, uh get very personally involved in the lives of abram and his descendants we the, the additional information makes it clear that terah was the immediate father of these these three Abram Nahor and Haran and 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 so um uh, we we do not think that Terah lived 70 years and begat those three with Abram mentioned first and uh that that uh, Abram or or um, though any or one of the sons uh was not born at that time actually it was not Abram who was born uh, when, when Terah was 70. It must have been either Nahor or Haran. They're not triplets. Uh, but, but again, remember, we mentioned how God did this uh, uh, following, it seems, a pattern in Genesis 5 as he uh, was going down through history with end-to-end. Biblical calendar reference patriarchs. One died, same year the other born. And then he was emerging from that pattern as as he was about to reveal um, details in the life of Noah and the flood. And we saw in um, verse 31 of Genesis 5, And all the days of Lamech were 770 and 7 years, and he died. And Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begat Shem. Ham and Japheth again three sons they're they're not triplets God for his own purposes um, stated it this way and Shem listed first Shem is listed first and and after the flood the uh, biblical calendar picked up with him uh, just as the biblical history is going to follow Abram so Abram is um, of greater significance than the other two brothers. The Shem was of greater significance. It's the line that most identifies with God and his kingdom, and they're listed first, even though Shem could not have been born when, as it says, Noah was 500 years old. Well, why couldn't Shem have been born then? Because, remember, we read in Genesis 11, verse 10, these are the generations of Shem. Shem was a hundred years old and begat Arphaxa two years after the flood. The flood occurred in Noah's 600th year. And since Genesis 5.32 is saying Noah was 500 and begat these three, or those three are named, that would mean that a hundred years later, at the start of the flood, if Shem were begotten when Noah was 500, um he would have been 100 then, and then two years after the flood, he would have been 102. But that's not what Genesis 11.10 told us or reveals. It tells us that he was 102 years after the flood, which means that he was born when Noah was 502 years old. And and then 100 years later, two years after the flood. Therefore, it was either Ham or Japheth that was born when Noah was 500. One of them would have been the elder brother, not Shem. And it's the same case with Abram. We'll find, based on Terah's death age, and based on Abram's age as as he leaves Haran and enters into Canaan and God gives us his age, we could understand that he's doing so uh, upon the death of his father. And and so that means that Abram was born much later than Terah's 70th year, and, and we'll discuss that when we get into some of that other information that I mentioned, um, the spiritual significance of Terah and his three sons. So, um, as we read now in verse 27, now these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran begat Lot, and Haran died before his father Terah in the land of his nativity. In Ur of the Chaldees. and Ur of the Chaldees, uh, we're familiar with the Chaldees, the Chaldeans that we read so much about in the book of Jeremiah and and elsewhere are synonymous with Babylon. So Ur of the Chaldees would be Babylon and Haran died in Ur of the Chaldees and, and that left just two brothers in verse 29. And Abram and Nahor took them wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah and the father of Iska, But Sarai was barren, she had no child. And um, we, we uh, can see that God is giving us now some uh, personal details. Some uh, intimate information so we can know a little bit more. And we find of the two sons remaining of Terah, that uh, Abram marries Sarai and Nahor marries Milcah. And we're told of Sarai's uh, condition regarding bearing children. She could not or was not bearing she was barren. And, of course, we know that becomes very important later on in, in biblical history. But we wonder, well, why is God telling us that? And what about Milka? Sarai was barren. What about Milcah? Well, if we go to Genesis chapter 22, it says in verse 20, And it came to pass after these things that it was told Abraham, saying, Behold, Milka, she hath also born children unto thy brother Nahor, Huz his firstborn, and Buz his brother, and Kemuel the father of Amram, and Chesed, and Hazo, and Pildash, and Jidlif, and Bethuel. And Bethuel begat Rebekah. These a Milcah did bear to Nahor, Abraham's brother, and his concubine, whose name was Reuma, she bare also Teba, and Gaham and Thahash and Ma'akcha. And, um, and, and then chapter 22 comes to a close. It, it's very interesting that we find Milka is said to have born eight. She had eight sons, and these are sons of Nahor, Abraham's brother. And also, Nahor had a concubine, Reumah, and she bore four sons. And that would total 12. Eight by Milcah, four by the concubine. And, and that reminds us of uh, what will transpire later in time when Jacob marries Leah. He, he uh, is entrapped in that marriage. Then he marries the one he truly love rachel and uh, then leah is uh bearing sons and and she ends up having 6 but rachel is barren for a time just like sarai was barren and again uh, we we do not have um two brothers but we have two wives in competition with one another and they end up um, turning their concubines over to Jacob and Jacob has children through them and, and finally at the end we find that uh, Leah has six sons of her own and her concubine has two and they're counted as Leah's so Leah bears eight and then Rachel has two Joseph and Benjamin and her concubine Also bears two with Jacob, counted or credited towards Rachel. So Rachel has four. Isn't that interesting that we we find one wife with eight, the other wife with four? Just as we do with uh, Nahor and um, his two wives, one one, a concubine, but really a wife. Uh, Milcah with eight. And Rehuma with four. Well, we'll see if uh, we, we can look into that a little bit more in our next Bible study. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over Pal Talk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone.